Fool Podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Josh. <laughs> well, listen, we're just really excited, and I want Josh to tell you, uh, tell the audience, this is a very special episode, why we're, here. we're so excited. We are so excited because we are seeing Star Wars. Not the first one. Not the first one. The new one. The new one. Star Wars Episode Nine. So we thought... The Rise of Skywalker. We thought a good thing to do would be to kind of give like a little... I don't know, a little preview before mm-hmm. we go in. And then we're going to talk afterwards about well, how we felt about it. Yeah. Are we going to do spoilers, you think, or no? Depending on how angry I am, <laughs> I think that. I mean, I think that's a big thing. I think that's a totally fair thought, and I think that's we'll just let that dictate yeah. what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the original Star Wars first. Just, just because, in case you've never seen Star Wars, number one, I don't know what rock you've been living under. And why you're listening to this show, I don't know. Yeah, right. I think it's like it's kind of like a precursor, or like a like a you need to have that stamped in order to. Well, anyway, we won't judge you though. Just go watch it immediately. But if you haven't, one thing we want to talk about is the first sh- the first movie. So episode four. Yeah, it debuted in May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven. It was created, written, and directed by George Lucas. Starred Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, and Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Kenny Baker as R2-D2, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, and David Prowse as Darth Vader. We've lost a few of these people since then, which is really sad. Yes. It came out in 1977, so that's kind of what happens, right? Yes. So, what happened? What's what's it about? So, Star Wars: A New Hope is just about this young guy who becomes, who goes to train to be a Jedi. Yeah, they right? call I it mean, like a space opera. Yeah. So it's ba- and, and the the opening line of the film is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, right? Yes, with that infamous or famous crawl yeah, across the screen. Definitely. Yes. Um, it was written by and directed by and created by George Lucas. And it yeah. came out. When did it come out? We've already mentioned this. Oh my gosh! I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like he, so Justin excited. Justin is like shaking. He is so. Excited I'm so excited. Right all right. Now. Yes. So let's just jump past Star Wars: A New Hope. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Episode Nine. So tell us what the kind of tagline is about Episode Nine before we get going. Yeah. So the summary is: the surviving Resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker Saga. And it comes out tonight. December 18th, 2019. They yes. say it's the t- December 19th, but that's because they want to get more money mm-hmm. for like the long weekend. But yes. you could buy shows for like noon today. Mm-hmm. So we're here at the 6.30 show. Some of us have jobs that we still have to do, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, so um, it was written by Chris Terrio, who is Justice League, Batman vs. Superman, and Argo. And also, J.J. Abrams is back. He's a Force Awakens and Lost. He- yeah. He kind of skipped out on the middle one, which many, many people were not very happy about. Yes. But we'll see. J.J. also directs the movie. Yeah. Stars Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. Uh, Daisy Ridley as Rey. Billy Lord, who's Carrie Fisher's daughter, as Lieutenant Connix. Yeah, it's got Carrie Russell from The Americans as Zori Bliss. Archive footage of Carrie Fisher, R.I.P., as Leia Organa. Mark Hamill is back as Luke Skywalker and Ian McDermott as Palpatine. Right, so spoiler, if you haven't seen a trailer yet... Um, Sorry, his voice is in it. Yes. We've got uh, Kelly Marie Tran, who was a newcomer in The Last Jedi as Rose. Andy Serkis is going to be voicing Snoke. So I guess he's alive. I guess. Or somehow. We'll see. Yes. 
Lupita Nyong'o as Maz Kanata, Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron, Domna Gleason as General Hux. It's got John Boyega as Finn, and finally, the triumphant return of Billy D. Williams. Cold 45 works every time. Lando Calrissian. Yeah, then Junis Suomato as Chewbacca. He's taken over Peter Mayhem, R.I.P., April 2019. Yep. Or Peter Mayhew. Dominic Monaghan apparently is in this movie, which we all also know from from what, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and from Lost, right? Yep. Uh, go ahead. Richard E. Grant as Allegiant General Pride. Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. And Jimmy V as R2-D2. R.I.P. Kenny Baker. Yeah, so we've got a new Chewbacca and we've got a new R2-D2. So what's really quickly, where do we leave off from The Last Jedi? So a few things that are going on. The New Order. It's taken over the galaxy, but the resistance is resisting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rey was on Acto with Luke. Yeah, she's training and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Luke decided to kill his nephew. This is all like The Last Jedi Mm -hmm. stuff, Um, but he didn't kill his nephew. Yeah, the resistance is, is losing. They're on the run. Then Ray and Kylo had this connection while they're training. Yeah, and then Kylo, there's this big thing that Kylo kills Snoke. So I guess Snoke doesn't matter, but now he's back in this new one. Mm-hmm. I don't know, really confusing. I've read that like JJ is just undoing yeah. the last movie. Well, we'll see. Ray yes. doesn't know. She says she doesn't want to team up with uh, old Kylo, and then she pieces out. Yeah. Luke distracts Kylo with a force projection. And then the, the, uh, go ahead. No, no, the resistance gets away. Ray shows up, saves the day. Luke dies. And then they find out that other kids in the galaxy are force sensitive. Yeah, this dude picks up a broom. I wasn't very happy with the last <laughs> movie. I think I may have said that before. Yeah. But. Uh, I, well, you know, we're not going to talk about this one. We're going to spend another day talking about yes. that one. Because I think it's better to talk about that one with the whole trilogy having been seen. I am actually, I mean, the trailers look amazing for this movie. Okay. I have to say, I'm excited. So let's talk thoughts before, and then we're going mm-hmm. to go see the movie, and we're going to come back and talk thoughts after. So what are your thoughts? You're excited. I'm excited. I think that I, I have faith in J.J. Abrams. Of course, I'm not a Lost fan, so maybe that's why I still have faith in J.J. Abrams. But I'm pretty pumped. What about you? Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I You know, I, I after the last one... You know, part of me, part of my my soul died, mm-hmm. and so I, I I'm not sure. I'm I'm not expecting this to save it or to redeem the Last Jedi at all. I'm just hoping that it connects a lot of the dots and and, and answers a lot of the questions that I, For- the Force Awakens posed. I'm hoping that Ray's parents actually matter. Is my thing. You know, just don't do Luke Skywalker like that. Like yeah. he's got to have some type of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, his thing was was cool. I guess he like had this big battle. But he wasn't even there. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, we'll talk more about that later. But let's just see. Let's just hope that somehow Luke Skywalker is redeemed. I think we can assume that they're going to save the galaxy. Maybe. Yeah, I think. Are they going to have a big party on Endor? I don't know. There better we'll be some Ewoks. See. Yeah, we'll see. Lando is speaking gonna f- of that. There's an Ewok movie. I was getting off topic. Did not know that. Like but, oh, from a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, it was a cartoon. Yeah, didn't know that. Somebody's oh, telling no, me that it was, work. It yeah, was, it was okay. It was, yeah. yeah, as a Star Wars person, you should probably mm-hmm. see it. That in the Christmas special, too. For sure. Okay. So that's our speedy breakdown of episode four. We got to run into the film because, well, they're waiting for us. Yes. They're waiting for the nerds. They're waiting for the nerds to show up. So wish us luck, and we'll be right back. Two and a half hours for us, but five seconds for you. Yes. So see you in a second. See you guys. (laughs) 
And we're back now, finally. Yeah, it was not two and a half hours, that is for sure. Yeah, so we were so excited, and I was just so amped up after the film that I didn't think it was an appropriate time to record, because I had, a, I, had I needed time to get my feelings. Digest. Yeah. Digest. So you just heard a third person there. You've heard him before. It's Mr. John Lambert. How you doing? Welcome. So, yes, welcome for real, because John is going to be the third leg of the tripod. So Nerd is the New Cool now is going to be three nerds. Three nerds. Three nerds. So logos are updated, websites. I look angry. Instagram. You, you look very angry. I don't know why I look angry. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't feel like I'm an angry person, but <laughs> I look angry or trapped. I think I you're the, you are the serious one of the bunch. That's not true at all. Josh is. No, that, yeah. Okay, anyway, anyway, enough about that. Let's talk episode nine. A- and what we're going to do in true nerd fashion is we're going to give you some fun nerd facts first. And then we're going to jump into our reaction. So this is going to be an episode of a lot of spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Spoiler I was, alert. Yeah, I was actually going to make sure that we mentioned that. that yeah. If you have not seen the movie, stop listening right now. And stop. then see it and listen. And then, and listen. then listen. Okay. Nerd facts. Yeah, so let's get into some nerd facts, facts of episode nine. The trailer was viewed 111 million times in the first 24 hours of its release. I think my daughter and I were about... 40 of those. So Abby liked the trailer for the Star Wars movie. I watched it a handful of times for I sure. I definitely did as well. I might have done it at school. I, I'm not, you know, I can neither confirm nor deny. I, I definitely did it. So I showed my <laughs> students at school. <laughs> I, no, I, I definitely yes. did it at work. Yeah. So that's okay. Uh, it was 20 million more views than the teaser for The Last Jedi and more than double that for The Force Awakens. So pre-sale tickets went on sale October 21st, 2019. Uh, I know because I bought them that night. And the film sold more tickets in the first hour of availability on Adam Tickets than the previous record holder for ticket sales, which was Avengers Endgame. And Fandango reported it outsold all previous Star Wars films, which isn't surprising. Yeah. Um, So we're into the movie stuff now. During the massive crowd celebration scene, C-3PO says that this event happens once every 42 years. Well, that is interesting because the time between this movie and the first Star Wars movie was 42 years. That's pretty cool. Series composer John Williams, and I did not know this, appears for a cameo as the bartender in the cantina on Kijimi. Well, I mean, uh, he's not someone you see a lot. Like, yeah, I couldn't uh, tell no. you what he looks like. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't yeah. pick him out of a Probably crowd either. Probably got white hair. And he's an older guy with, yeah, with, with white hair. With white hair and, and what's what's the composer thing? A baton. A wand. Yes, that, yeah. the stick. Yeah. The stick. <laughs> and he also stated that it would be his final Star Wars film for which he would compose music. Which is sad. Right. Uh, I don't know how sad, though. How many more Star Wars movies are needed? Well, There's going to be more. There's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot more. But maybe not this storyline, or perhaps some of it. So George Lucas originally laid out plans for 12 episodes. Then he kind of said, you know what, there's only going to be nine episodes, and C-3PO and R2-D2 were the only, would be the only characters to appear in all nine. And it ended up being true, as Anakin and Obi-Wan are the only other characters to appear in every movie of the original and prequel trilogies, but they did not appear in this, what we call the sequel trilogy. Yeah, and Anthony Daniels, C-3PO, is the only actor to appear in all nine episodes. In this movie, they had a bigger role planned for Leia, but then Carrie Fisher died, and Lucasfilm's president, Kathleen Kennedy, remarked, Carrie grabbed me and said, I'd better be at the forefront of nine, because Harrison was front and center on seven, and Marcus front and center on eight. 
She thought Nine would be her movie, and it would have been. After her death, the family members Todd Fisher and Billy Lord granted Disney and Lucasfilm permission to use Carrie's likeness in her unused footage. But then, in 2017, Kennedy stated that she would sadly not appear at all in this movie. However, as we now know, she had a pretty, pretty big role in the film. Yeah, and the footage of Carrie Fisher from the prior two films was incorporated through the process of rotoscoping or digitally removing the background of footage and superimposing it elsewhere. Visual effects were also used to change her wardrobe and add gray to her hair so the footage from the films would match. I mean, the stuff they do with these people, it creeps me out. It is kind of <laughs> creepy. What did you see? This is off topic. They just casted James Dean to be a star of a movie like coming out next year. James oh. Dean. Awesome. Famous Sigma Nu. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Good <laughs> old frat boy. He's a snake. Yeah. Yes, he is. So. But yeah, so that's kind of weird to me. Well, I just I'm I'm thinking uh, Carrie Fisher in Rogue One when she's young again. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just anyway. And they and I think they even talked about possibly doing that, like just kind of digitally creating her, but then they went they went this route and used all the unfootage, all yeah. the unused footage that they had. Well, so Carrie Fisher was actually the top billing in this film, um, as well as the only Skywalker saga movie to give top billing to a woman. That's interesting. Yeah, Billy Lord wears the very same outfit that her mother wore in Star Wars Episode Six: The Return of the Jedi, and her hairstyle was done to match as well. This is known as the Endor Leia. The final trailer released on October twenty first, two thousand nineteen, on what would have been, was released on what would have been Carrie Fisher's sixty third birthday. Uh, Carrie Russell, talking about another Carrie. Carrie Russell was brought on board this movie as the character Zori Bliss after J.J. Abrams became the writer and director. And they have collaborated on Mission Impossible 3, and let's not forget Felicity. Yeah. Have you seen Felicity? I've seen part of it. No. My, my favorite my favorite, Carrie Russell was obviously the Americans. Yes. But yeah. She's fantastic at that. Yeah, but she didn't collaborate with J.J. Abrams on that. No, she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Emperor's Throne scene in this movie was based in conceptual sketches Ralph McQuarrie made for Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Including his holographic cameo appearance in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back, Palpatine will be the most prominent Star Wars villain, having appeared in a total of s- having appeared a total of six times. Talk about some people making some return appearances. Thirty-year gap, and then we get to see Lando Calrissian, and we also get to see good old friend Wedge Antilles. I thought that was him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you leaned to me in the theater and said, "That's yeah. Wedge." I'm like, "Yeah, it is Wedge." Pretty sure that's yeah. Wedge. Yeah. So, following a large Twitter campaign, this film was privately screened to a terminally ill man from the Rowan Hospice in Waterloo, Hampshire, on November 29, 2019. But at his own request, his name was not made public. Disney does that kind of stuff sometimes. Yeah. Or, uh, movie theaters or movie production companies production do that sometimes. Companies, yeah. Yeah. In November, on November 25, 2019, it was reported that a script for the film was leaked on the internet. An actor, later revealed as John Boyega by his own admission, had reportedly kept the script under their bed after changing apartments. After somebody was cleaning the place and found the script, the person attempted to sell it on eBay. Director J.J. Abrams confirmed that Disney and Lucasfilm bought the script back. I think, I can't remember which talk show he was on when he actually, because I actually saw that that clip. Yeah. It might have been Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, where he actually told that story on the sh- on the show. I mean, how crazy and lucky is that 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 thing wasn't all over the internet? Yeah. It doesn't I mean, anyway. Yeah. 
So J.J. Abrams is actually the only is the second director to direct more than one Star Wars movie following George Lucas. So George Lucas directed a couple, and J.J. Abrams is the, is the next person to do it. Yeah, and so although barely audible, if you listen while the stormtroopers are raiding the town, you can hear one of them tell the others, if a door is locked, move on to the next one. This, of course, echoes the often ridiculed same line from the Star Wars 4, Episode 4, A New Hope. The initial working title of this movie was Star Wars Black Diamond. Okay. In June 2018, the working title was changed to Trilxy? Yeah, it's, it's Trixie. I don't see Trixie? the Black Diamond at all, I guess. I think it's, it's just a code name. Yeah. Like Blue Harvest was the name of new A New Hope, mm-hmm. code name. Yeah. And Disney's sequel trilogy is the first trilogy in the Star Wars saga in which all three movies were released in the same decade. It's also the first time an entire Star Wars trilogy is released in a four-year period. The previous two were each released in six-year periods. All right. And that might have a little bit to do with some of our... Our, our gripes, our complaints, complaints about this uh, this movie and the trilogy. So, what do we think? What are our thoughts after we've seen the film? Why don't you start? I uh, mine's not going to be an easy, really simple thing. So, I guess I mean the first thing we should say is, did we like the film itself? In a vacuum, I enjoyed the film. Like if it's just going to see a movie, I thought it was a really. He did the best. Abrams did the best with what he had to work with to finish the series up. I thought. I agree. I mean, it it's an impossible task that he was that he was put in. I mean, that's why he uh, how many times did he reject Force Awakens before he actually said he was going to do it? He had he did not want to do it because there was there's there's so there's no there's no room for error on Star Wars, especially when people have been waiting this long for it and then after Last Jedi this movie had a, a lot of pressure on it to tie up a lot of loose ends. And I agree. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Standalone film, I thought it was good. I thought it did the best that it could. I mean, yep. uh, is there always going to be room for improvement and people are going to say, what about this and what about that? Yeah, but you can't please everybody. Well, I'm going to agree that I think that he did a good job tying it up. But here's where I'm going to slightly disagree. Because I, I like the movie. It was very entertaining. But I think that we, a lot of us are blaming Ryan Johnson for The Last Jedi. And don't get me wrong, that was an absolute train wreck. But let's let's really step back and think about it. Like, J.J. put us down this incorrect path from The Force Awakens get-go. Like, the storyline of Force Awakens essentially says, okay, we've destroyed this empire. Here's another empire. They're back again. That was and my biggest beef. So, like, we can say Ryan Johnson did this stupid freaking hokey plane or a spaceship chase you know like a car chase in the film and there was just nonsense and you know, animal rights activists i mean all this stuff that he put in there that was unnecessary but having said that i think jj made some pretty terrible decisions with force awakens and as a result w- this is kind of what happens and, and the third thing i'll say or maybe the second or tenth thing i'll say about that um I also think that whoever sat down to plan this new trilogy didn't actually plan the whole trilogy at the same at the same time. No, there was no, there was no thought. There was, there was no, no roadmap. There yeah. was no thought process of how how is this gonna how is this all gonna work and how are we gonna fit these together? Like you think of you think of Marvel. Someone's people sat down in a room and planned all of that out because it's all well thought out and it all fits together. Yeah, yeah they're they're adjusting and they're pivoting on the go, but. They had a plan. They had a loose plan, and they stuck to it. There was no plan with this. There was a plan for one movie, and then a plan for another, mm-hmm. 
and then yeah. a plan for it's another. It's almost like they don't it. go together, really. Like it's kind of three. They yeah. don't really stories. go together. In the in the original trilogy, those go together. Like you're seeing the progression of Luke as a character of Han as they go together. This movie, and that was my biggest beef with the Force Awakens, was they may basically make it like Return of the Jedi never happened. That was they, that, it was like, what is going on here? Yeah, you I know, mean, like, Kevin Feig sitting there with 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 Marvel, and he's really having the forethought five ten movies down the road. Whereas Kathleen Kennedy is not paying attention. And you get J.J. Abrams in the room and you play in the seven and then it's like there's a p- complete and total disconnect. And to your point, Josh, like if I mean, let's really think about it. Does anything Darth Vader did make matter anymore? Does his nope. sacrifice mean anything? Because the, the, the emperor is back. So yeah. who cares? Right. It's it's a it, it's a, once again, another example of people giving the middle finger to the original trilogy and like. I've read some stuff about J.J. Abrams and about him. There's speculation. He's, like, really depressed about this. And honestly, like, he kind of should be. Like, I don't know. I think he did the best with Episode Nine to remedy a lot of Episode Eight's mistakes. But, honestly, this started because of his mistakes with Episode Seven. That's okay. I don't want people out there to think, I enjoyed the film as a film standalone. It's a good movie. has some good action, lightsaber, but just the whole third trilogy just was terrible to me i i I wish this trilogy did not exist yes i'll be honest with you i thought a lot about it and like i really now now don't get me wrong when this movie comes out on blu-ray i'm sure i'll buy it because i because i i I am entered i like it a lot it's Mm -hmm. it's a really good movie like got me choked up a couple times i mean it really does a lot of good throwbacks to the original they bring back a ton of different characters um i really loved kylo's like arc i thought his story here's the problem though it was my friend John uh, walked out of there and he made the best comment. He said, I said, what do you think of the movie? He said, I wish they would have not made eight and they would have made this movie an hour or two longer and chopped it in half and made that episode eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And, and I totally agree with that. That would make more sense. There'd be more continuity. There'd be more like planting the seed of a storyline. But it was just so rushed because he had to fit all this in to tie all the loose ends up before yeah. this trilogy is over. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. It, so there's one other thing I wanted to say. Uh, well, we could talk about the movie itself if we want to, but um, the release. The, have you guys heard the release? The JJ or the release? Yeah, the it's Abrams like a three cut. Three and a half hour cut. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. There's apparently apparently he has like over, um, what was it like 192 minutes of that's what the original cut was supposed to be. So what I've heard, the most recent article I read, who knows if this is true or not, that they're going to release like an extended version in the theaters at the end of January or February, kind of like Avengers did. Here's this many extra scenes. Go see it in the theaters again. And spend more money. And and I will will totally do it. I will too. And then, hey, here's a newer, longer version for the Blu-ray release. And by the way, here's the ultimate mega edition on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, subscribe to Disney+. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. They'll do that. It's uh, it's very frustrating. (laughs) But... You know, that's Disney for you. But Disney Plus is worth it for the Mandalorian alone. Yeah. Yep. And it, as a father, it is worth Mandalorian's it. Mandalorian's pretty great. Yeah. You two aren't in the same position as I am with the other reason to have it. but That's true. Yeah. I like Mulan and those kind of movies. We watched Mulan the other night, and mm-hmm. I teared up. I'm Shocking sh- to I'm all sure I'm sure you did. <laughs> yes. So... Okay, so is there anything else we want to talk, like, as far as the movie itself? As far as... I mean, I, I, mean, I thought some of the action shots were really cool. Uh, the part where... Uh, uh, good old Ray drops the lightsaber like kind of th- 
almost seemed like through time and space to Kylo. Yeah. And then he just whoops up on the knights. That was actually pretty cool. I wish there would have been more knights run. Like, I feel like they're just there. They kind of do, like, one thing cool, and then they just get killed. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, they die, just so everyone knows. Okay. Well. I kind of wish. Like, I mean, so going into it, like, you, you hear the title, The Rise of Skywalker, and instantly you're like, well, what does that mean? Like, what's going to happen? And I mean, now we know it's you know, Ben turning back to Ben and helping out and doing whatever. But I, uh, there was part of me that wished that Ray would have turned bad. Yeah. I think that would have been an, I was hoping she would do that in, in I was hoping that, she, like, she was going to turn, she would turn evil. Ben would come back to the light, have to defeat Rent, have to defeat Ray, and then have to defeat the Emperor. And then that would have been. That would have been the "quote unquote" rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of corny. I mean, I, I mean, it was it was very, I guess, sentimental that she takes on the she took the, his, the Skywalker she, name. She it has the name. gold lightsaber. Like that was really cool. She's the yellow on Tatooine with the two moves. Yeah, at the end. bearing, you know, both of their lightsabers yeah. on Tatooine. Um, but I, I'm with you. Like, if you want to think about it, this is not the Skywalker trilogy. This is the Palpatine trilogy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all yeah. about it's all about him. I mean, he apparently like now there's there's additional books you can read that he did in fact impregnate shmi with the force or whatever and that's how anakin was born is that actual canon or is i think that that's like canon now and and not not on screen but i think in like extended yeah. graphic novels or whatever they're doing so well they have to now they have to well, go back and because he well and, and that makes it because he was you know for he he was that he was the dark figure in the shadows, pulling the strings the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So but overall, go see the movie if you're a Star absolutely. Wars fan. You'll enjoy the movie if you're a Star Wars. If you're a Star Wars fan, you kind of have to see the movie. To leave it on a positive note, I will say, like again, the action sequences were awesome. I thought they did a really good job with all of the characters being developed. I really like the Poe Dameron and uh, Finn kind of bromance going on there. Uh, I mean, I, I like I, Oscar Isaac. I'm a big fan I of him. I found Poe to be extremely frustrating as a character. I just I felt like it was a, hey, let's try to get a Han Solo again, and it yeah. failed. Yeah, and but, I, but I, I, maybe I just like the actor. Yeah, I he's a good actor. He did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's her name? Daisy Ridley was great. And, and there was just a lot of different force tricks that are kind of going on, which kind of is cool to add to the lore of what it means to be force-sensitive or a Jedi. So I don't know. We'll see where this goes after this. I think that I've read that they're going to kind of step back a little bit and not make as many Disney f- or uh, Star Wars films moving forward. Yeah, I, I read. That, I read that too. But I also read that they're going to do a new trilogy in the High Republic era. That's what I re- I read that with Yoda this being week. like four hundred years younger. Yeah, and so like not like the Master Jedi, but kind of learning the ropes, I guess. Which I would see it as a fan. I mean, I would be there. I don't know why they have to pigeonhole themselves with a trilogy. Yeah. Can't they just make a new movie? Yeah. And if people like it, make ten more or make one more mm-hmm. <laughs> or not make any more. Yeah. Right? I I don't I don't know why they have to stick to this trilogy format just because George Lucas did it. When he didn't want to do it. He was gonna he wanted to make nine. Like that was not a that's not a trilogy. That's mm-hmm. a, a saga. Yeah. yeah. So all right. Well sorry we weren't super positive about that one. It's definitely worth seeing, but uh if you have not seen any of the new ones yet, you know, you probably don't have to. Yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion. Stick to the originals. Stick to the originals. All right. Debbie Downers. All right. So thank you very much for coming out and listening to us coming out. Thank you for tuning in, listening to us. 
Uh, thank yous. What do we got? What are some thank yous? Uh, obviously, I have to thank my wife and daughter for letting me be here today, as usual. It's always fun. I'd like to thank both of you for inviting me to be the third member. The third wheel. I was going to thank the third wheel. Well, that's what I was going to do. I was going to thank you, John, for being the third wheel or the third leg of the tripod. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. So, John, this is your part now. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was taking a drink. I'm sorry. So, for future show suggestions, send them. you can send them via email to nerdisthenewcoolpodcast at gmail.com or use the hashtag nerdisthenewcoolpodcast nerd on any of the social media sites. Yeah, those social media sites, you can like or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at nerdisthenewcoolpodcast. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Nerd is the new CO2. That's right. And of course, you can always listen to us on Stitcher, Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just search Nerd is the New Cool Podcast and you'll find us out. You'll find us there. Um, next episode, little preview. We're going to start a kind of a breakdown of television th- shows through the decades. So we're going to start with good old 1950s TV. Yeah, that's going to be an exciting series. Yeah. All right. Despite how unexcited you you sounded saying that. I am excited. It is going to be pretty cool. Yes. So having said that, thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye-bye.